Welcome back to Getting Past the Premium, everyone. We're excited for today's episode in which we're bringing on, back on Andy Bassett, president of Ellerbrock Norris, to talk through the 10 impact areas of risk that exist in any of our clients' businesses. As an advisor, it's really important that we understand what those risk areas are so that we can help clients understand where they sit uh, on that risk profile. So enjoy the episode and we'll talk soon. Welcome to the Getting Past the Premium Podcast. All right, Andy. What's up? Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah. It was fun last time. Should be fun this time. Yeah. Happy to have you back on. So absolutely. What uh, what's the drink of the day? <laughs> well, so it, we're shooting this on a Monday. Yeah, I think it's just recovery mode. So we're uh, it's good old water right out of the refrigerator. <laughs> so, Fr- fridge water. Fridge water. So this is great. Cheers. All right. Yeah. yeah, I made Manhattans last time, so they were phenomenal. By the way, I promise you that uh, next time that I'm a guest, we will not have water. We will have something much more interesting. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> mad about it. So All right. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to today. I know, um, you know, the plan was just to have kind of a continuation of the conversation we had last time, which was centered around how Ellerbrock Norris has made the transition from more of the transactional product-based way of doing business, if you will, to more of the holistic advisory-based model that you operate in today. So, um We'd like to learn a little bit more about that and see where it takes us. So, yeah, it's I, no, it'll be fun, and, and it's been it's been fun to listen to the other episodes that have been shot on here, and, and just the perspectives, yeah. right, of different people and, and and different roles talking about this topic. And uh, yeah, no, I mean it, it'll be fun to, to kind of dive in and, and walk through what you know how Ellerbrock's looked at it, I guess. Yeah, totally. All right, so let's kind of go back to, you know, uh, let me ask you this. When do you guys think you started making this shift mentally, you know, into more of this advisory-based model? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the timeline probably goes back five or six years of knowing, and I talked about this last time, knowing that there was something different, I guess, that we wanted to be doing. Yeah. But five or six years ago, what I personally wasn't quite sure what that was. Then when we started to engage with some of the right people, get involved in some of the right stuff, then that whole, that missing thing was that advisory model. So now really truly embracing that and making that the foundation of kind of the shift, I would say, you know, the last three or four years have certainly been invested in a lot of that effort. Mm-hmm. Okay. So understanding that transition uh what what were some of the challenges getting to where you're at today and we'll try to narrow it down for you a little bit i guess there's a lot that goes into it there's product or service model deliveries there's uh discovery and sales processes there's all these things that i would assume had to have been tweaked so thinking and understanding that what what were some of the greatest challenges in building out that model mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I, the way i answer that usually when i'm asked because it's what comes first to mind is changing the way people think right and i know we talk about that a lot yeah. but internally we were a very good insurance agency or brokerage for many years 
So we had a very specific way we thought about the industry, we thought about our place in the industry and what our role with our clients was. So whether that's from the front end sales perspective with our risk advisory team, whether that's from a service perspective with our client advocates, client coordinators, those are, that are you know doing the, the lion's share of the service work or our marketing team, whether that's external actual marketing and promotion or our team that does uh, a lot of the uh, onboarding of, of new business. It was a shift in how we think and how we think about that. And so I think that was the biggest challenge is you, it's sometimes hard to get out of your own way, mm-hmm. even when you can see the light and you know where you want to go. So I think for us then, to so, so when we talk about that, that's a lot of people. There's a lot, I just mentioned a handful of different roles and you have to approach I suppose how you get people to change the way they're thinking about how we've done things to where, how we're going to start doing things, I suppose, for lack of better terms. And depending on some each person's role in the company, there's a different way that that's approached and there's different people that are probably driving that. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was probably our biggest challenge is figuring out how do we, where do we start, which in our case started more on the sales model side. And then how do we effectively communicate the why behind it and then get everybody on board to facilitate ultimate change so that's that would be how I'd answer it is changing the way we all think about our role in the risk management insurance world yeah yeah no I think you articulated that great and uh, it's a huge daunting task I was talking with an agency down in Houston two weeks ago and we were chatting about something very similar, how, you know, when you start to go down this road, it's a significant reinvestment of time, energy, money. It's not easy, right? Because it lengthens your sales cycle, uh, going in and talking to somebody holistically about risk and bringing strategic advisory uh, services is completely different than selling a product on an X date. So, um, you know, they were spending a, 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 a quite a bit more in cash making this leap to this advisory model. So that's interesting because that's, I think anybody that's done or doing this is going to experience exactly what we're talking about right now. And I think what we, maybe how we, one of the ways that I think we were pretty effective in addressing that was starting to define Like, what is it that we can be helping our clients with as an advisor? Mm -hmm. And because it's broad. I mean, you think, oh, my goodness, this holistic advisor model, you know, and you tell that to a team of people that's been operating under one model. Like, that's a big, what's that mean? You know, that's a big thought. And so what we did at Ellerbrock is we really started to hone in on what are those very specific areas. And that's, we have what we call the 10 impact areas of risk that at the, at least for our business clients primarily that we can focus in on. And it's pretty clearly defined that there are these 10 areas that most businesses probably need some level Mm -hmm. of advisory work in. And we've, we at Ellerbrock can facilitate at least being able to have and lead those conversations. And in many cases we can deliver direct solutions as well. Some we cannot, some we still reach out to, other relationships, other advisors to help facilitate that. But that was it for us was clearly defining those 10 impact areas of risk. And then having been an insurance agency or brokerage, that's one of the 10, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nine others 
that that we've identified, defined, and are engaged in. And so I think that helped a lot yeah. as our team starts to say, oh, yeah, I, I get that. I get where we can help in safety with this client, or I get where the attraction retention of, of employees and, mm-hmm. and how benefits play a role in that we can help, or yeah. the perpetuation planning uh, for the ownership group. I get it. We can we can bring solutions there. So I think that was successful. Yeah, I agree. Because even when you think about risk, you know, holistically, there's a, like, risk exists everywhere. So to say that you're really going to act in a holistic manner is very, very tough across someone's entire spectrum, right? So you do have to draw lines in the sand. So that makes sense. So how, how did you guys ultimately start to come up with how you define, you know, the 10 different impact areas of risk? Uh, I mean, honestly, putting our heads together, right? I mean, we, we happen to have, with the backgrounds of the people we have in our office, we had a lot of varying backgrounds and people that had worked in lots of different areas with clients and understood through trial and error and, and being in businesses and talking to business owners and talking to centers of influence and being out kind of started to have a pretty clear picture of what those, to your point, all of these risks are, they can start to be defined into, you know, certain areas. And and so really that was it. It's just kind of human capital, bring everybody together and yeah. and, and put like minds around and really start thinking through it. And, and, and that's really where it came from was just experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew that we're out talking and we're constantly hearing that people are having a hard time finding people in their businesses. Well, how do we attract and retain people? Well, maybe how we position benefits and benefits packages is a big part. Well, that's part of our industry, risk management and insurance, big part of that. Yeah. So, you know, you go down that path or you think of compliance. There's a lot of issues with pick your compliance, OSHA, DOT, uh, ACA, all the acronyms, right? Yeah. And you start to dive down, like, okay, there's a lot there, safety, you know, also, and, and these are all areas that when you think of the insurance, risk management, financial services space, our industry, these are all conversations we're probably, maybe we're not having or leading, but yeah. we're part of, Yeah. we're hearing it. And so that's, that's where it came from, just experience and working with our clients and knowing, and but then taking the time to really dissect it and break it down mm-hmm. and realize that we can define these. Well, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but talking with you in the past, there, uh, there were areas that were just very obvious where, you know, we're helping a client here, but we just didn't go that extra step or two to help a client here when we should have been because that wasn't like traditionally how we did it. You know, I think about, um, making that transition from, uh, you know, working with key people inside the business. Like we probably helped the business owner. We were helping the business, but then the key people, we were like, ah, they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, or like thinking about it like that. So, you know, being able to go in and really dive into everyone in the business who matters and help them from a risk management perspective there's things like that that you guys have done that um has really moved the needle yeah what gets interesting so you talk about 10 impact areas of risk what gets interesting is single strategies can carry over to multiple of those areas very easily Mm -hmm. right and so that that was something you know you know but until you start to clearly define what are these 
what are these risk areas that we can help and potentially bring solutions? And then you start to go back and say, okay, what is the solution based on what we now know? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh boy, we can build a solution that can carry over to two or three impact areas or at least kind of coordinate with one another. And we talk about, obviously, a lot of people that will listen to this or uh, watch it uh, deal in the workers' compensation space from a risk management standpoint. Also potentially deal with or know people that deal with, I mentioned already, the benefits and attraction and retention of employees. There's a lot of strategies there and just how we're consumers of healthcare as a whole, whether it's because of a work injury or whether it's because of, you know, our standard healthcare platforms we have, there's strategies you can that carry over to both of those that can be implemented. And then you take safety, mm-hmm. you add that in, it's going to compliance. All of a sudden you're like, man, there's, there's a lot of overlapping. Yeah. Um, so we can build solutions that, that really truly do bring that broader holistic risk advisory model because we've identified those key areas that we can, yeah, we can put that strategy to work in. Well, imagine they start to overlap and create synergies and, like velocity with a client absolutely because the better they are at managing risk in a couple areas most likely the better are they are going to be managing risk across the company well and it, it what we the other piece of that too is like our job as advisors is to ask those questions to to dig to, to understand things at a deep level to try to be able to bring solutions as best we can whether we're able to do it hundred percent internally because of how we're built or if we have to go out and help, we always use the term kind of quarterback that relationship and, yeah. and go work with other advisors. And that's the piece that as we think about those 10 impact areas of risk, I'm, and I've mentioned a handful now, but take like benefits and maybe the traditional PNC insurance platform. There's a ton of companies out there that there's not the same firm or advisor firm that's hand, helping with those. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a little bit siloed and how much are those strategies are we taking advantage of a singular strategy that can maybe help move the needle in both? Yeah. And it's so often we see that those opportunities are being missed. Yeah. And or they're being handled internally, but there's no communication. There's right. no ability to collaborate or create synergies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And so that in and of itself is a pretty significant risk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And the business owners most likely don't have really any idea it exists. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can't help but to think, it sounds like you guys have done a lot of legwork, but I can't help but to go back and think about, you know, on the sales side of things, develop these 10 different impact areas of risk and, um, you know, you're building out, I'd imagine your solutions around those. How did you guys make it so that somebody in the, on the sales team could go out, have a conversation with a business owner and then turn back around and be able to present whatever in the heck they're going to go do for this client. Yeah. So that's been a long, that's, you're right. I mean, there's, there's so many pieces that, and it's been a long process for us to get there because it becomes very labor intensive. You know, if you're going to have deep, dive assessments and questionnaires and get to, if you think about the 10 impact areas of risk we're talking about, if you're going to get deep to understand how you can bring solutions, that takes compiling the right information, the right questions, knowing how to, when you ask one, what's the next best and how do we dive deep enough to get to a point to where we can feel like we've uncovered a need, a a pain, a concern, a risk that we have a solution for. Mm -hmm. Then you go through that entire process. You're like, okay, we've 
identified a handful of areas we can help. Now we got to transition to let's figure out how we're going to put this together in some sort of plan that we can show the client that would make them want to hire us to do that work as their advisor. Mm -hmm. That can be a challenging process, especially for people that are in a sales type of role. That's yeah. not necessarily the strong suit. So two ways I'll answer it. One, training, sales training like crazy. Yeah. We've done a decent job of really walking through that and, you know, just repeating it and practicing and getting in real life scenarios. That's tremendously important. And then secondly, frankly, we've started to put our time, energy and effort into creating a software that can kind of help us navigate through that because we feel there is a better way to do it, an efficient way. And, you know, one that can, can kind of walk through that process from, you know, start to finish and create the outputs and take a lot of that heavy lifting off so that the advisor can be the advisor, yeah. but the tools are there to dive deep output, you know, dive deep output mm -hmm. and create. So that's exciting. That's something that's new right now that we're, we're kind of still navigating through, but it, it, it's fun. And, and I think it's going to, yeah, totally. Tremendous. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine how, well, uh, as I mentioned, I was chatting with that agency a couple weeks ago and that was one of their largest pain points. You know, they, I think we were having a specific conversation around a return to work program. And I was asking them some questions about what they do. And they said, well, you know, we, we've got a guy internally who specializes in it and we'd probably bring him up to speed on the case and have him come in and help to present and whatnot. And so I said, okay, well, you know, is that solution like in some sort of template that your team can just you know, pop into a presentation to go out and walk through with a prospect and like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got it. Well, yeah, we all know that any of the systems and softwares that we're using in our industry right now, sure the heck aren't doing that for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, but that's the, those examples are prime. I mean, how do you articulate that? Cause who, whom you're, the, the firm you're talking about sounds like they've got a really nice, internal solution that they can bring to a lot of people. Yeah. How are we able to communicate that efficiently yeah. and effectively and give our advisors the tools to be able to go out, uncover the need and be able to say, here's a solution to it in a relatively mm -hmm. seamless structured process. It's hard. And you asked the question early on and yeah, that was that, and that would be another one of the biggest challenges we saw making this shift is how do we start to finish deliver that in the client experience we want. Yeah. And it is, you know, you talked about things being a longer sales cycle too. How are you tracking all that? How do you know where your engagements are with mm -hmm. clients or where you're at in those, talk about our 10 impact areas of risk. I mean, you start having those deep conversations. It's hard to keep track of where exactly you always are yeah. in any one of those areas, especially if it's with a prospect that you're still diving deep and building that relationship and getting to know them. And, yeah. Well, yeah, but also, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say something maybe controversial. So don't <laughs> please, uh, you know, hop on the comments and <laughs> let me know. Click but, below. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, I, I feel like none of the technology in this industry is built for like providing and delivering a, an acceptable experience from a client perspective, you know? And, and so, uh, how do you then 
let's say you're going to build out a presentation that has these 10 different impact areas of risk and you know you're going to go meet with a prospect and you say here's what we're going to do to help you like okay great prospect says yeah i want to be your client let's go andy you know how do you manage who's doing what when you're doing what like what can i expect as a client you know and and you can't keep track of that in today's ams systems no that's exactly right and i think that it, anybody anybody that watches that and is watching this part of it is i guarantee you going you know they're shaking their head right now because that's 100 percent right and it's i don't know why honestly that there isn't some sort of better solution There's for very nice policy housing yeah, right? software yeah i mean really right it is, it's, it is. It's, but that's exactly right. So that is a big part of what, you know, we've kind of made it a mission to figure out how do we, how, how do we make that better? Because mm -hmm. there isn't, unfortunately, at most agencies and brokers' fingertips right now, there isn't, there isn't a real good solution for it. So most are finding themselves being, having to figure out how do we do this in a very manual, probably labor-intensive probably not exactly easily retrievable or <laughs> very well updated and and uh, a manner because they're doing it in whatever they're doing some sort of Excel docs or Word docs or trying to manipulate some sort of attachment system in their agency management system or activities or whatever they are and so yeah no it's 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 a heck of a problem because that makes that then that can break the whole thing down yeah you can have the best sales model, sales strategy, sales training, message, everything on the front end. Yeah. And then if you plug it all into what the resources and tools you have on the back end and you can't deliver, it all breaks down. Yeah. And that goes back to one thing I said from the very beginning is change the yes challenge, change the way people think. Yeah. It's not just the sales team. Now the service model has to match it. Yeah. And it takes our people, our tools, our systems everything starting to align with that. Well, the good news is it won't ever even get there because from our research, the sales guys could do everything right, but they're going to sit back in front of their computer and pull up Word, and yeah. it's not going to get done. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. That is, that, is a, that is a true statement. Yeah. But, no, I mean, that's, you know, I know we're probably getting uh, close to time on the, on the GPP here, but that's... That would be it. You asked in the beginning, how long? We have spent a good part of the last three or four years trying to work our way through all of these things. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like you're moving at a snail's pace. Sometimes it feels like things are moving pretty good and pretty quick. But when you look back over it, it is, we always kind of use the analogy, it's like moving a ship. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It is. So going back to the whole change the way people think and, at the end of the day, we're trying to change the way an entire industry thinks. Yeah. It's not really very easy to do, but I feel like we're, you know, we, trust me, we fail plenty through this, right? Yeah. But I feel like we're making some pretty good strides moving that way. And I, my hope is, is that we can help kind of the greater industry. Well, that's why we're doing what we're doing, right? Yep. Is on the podcast is uh, get the word out. And the whole point is, um, you know, let's band together and, do it the right way. I mean, Dan Allison, I think he said it on when you guys had him on. 
what we do is so important. Yeah. What our industry does is so important. And if we can do it right, if we can do it better, and if we can do it in that broader advisory capacity, we can do a lot of really good things for a lot of people. So Bingo. Well, let's end on that. It's great having you, Andy. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Next time we'll be slightly more excited. We'll make up for it. But, yeah, maybe we'll schedule these on Fridays too just so uh, <laughs> yeah. – We're not trying to recover from a nice hot weekend in Nebraska. Yeah, I know. We only get so many. All right, man. Take care. (laughs)